Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. We are officially in 2021. Hey. We need a wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Whitney, do I it. I keep saying that. That was good. <laughs> I don't know. That was we can kiss bad way to 2020 goodbye. Oh, man. What a terrible year last year. <laughs> I know. I know. Seriously. Yeah. It was. It was, uh, yeah. You know, you run to those people who are like, this has been the best year of my life. I'm like, eh, you're full of crap. I don't trust you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, I, like, for, for me, there, there was so many really fun, amazing moments. Some, a lot of redeeming moments, but mm-hmm. there's also a lot of, a lot of toughness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was, mm-hmm. it was weird. If you're joining us for the first time, let me just introduce ourselves yeah. I am Connor Graham. I'm one of the hosts. To my left, your right, I guess, if you're watching this online, we have Andrew Matrone. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That's pretty. Anti- he has new merch on too. He has the Y A Beanie Volunteer Drop. Oh, just for volunteers. Drip drop, drip drop, volunteer drop. Was that your idea? For just volunteers. Yeah. Or no, no. Was this whole creation yours? No, that was Malerners over there. Good job. Svetlana back there. (laughs) And to my right, uh, to your all's left, if you're watching, we have Whitney Bess. Yay. Yay. (laughs) I normally do this, but I already did it. Whitney has new bling. No, I don't. This is old. Old news. Well, I've never seen it, so it's new to me. Wendy's bringing 2020 into 2021. I don't know (coughs) about that. Guys, it is a new year. 2020 sucked, let's just be honest. But with new (laughs) years comes new year resolutions. So I want to throw out a question to you guys and see if you can get it. What percentage of people actually keep their new year's resolution throughout the entire year? And I'll Mm. I'll give you some uh, guesses here. You know I'm good at these. You are good at these. (laughs) Is it's it, annoying. Is it 4% of people, Mm-mm. 11% of people, 8% of people, or 13% of people? I'm, I'm going to go optimistic and say 11. It is 8% <laughs> of people. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know how I know these, but just somehow, <clears throat> by the grace of God. You I'm, should side hustle and do trivia. Yeah, I'm prophetic. So less <laughs> Just sweet people. So less than 10% of people actually keep a new year. Have, have any of you guys kept a resolution for an entire year? I'm not a resolution person, so no. Okay. I'm not really anymore, but I, I have before. No. You haven't? <laughs> I've committed to not doing something for a how's, year. Hey, how's vegan going? Uh, Well, it never started. <laughs> <laughs> so Andrew's definitely in the 92 percent. <laughs> Look, I was going to, and then I started watching football on Sunday, and I'm you like, just you know can't. what? No, I'm like, honestly, whatever. You need some pepperoni on that pizza. Cheesy yeah. pizza. Yeah. yeah. You Listen, do. I'm okay being a little chubby. It's fine. <laughs> no, so I the, the one resolution. <laughs> Not that chubby if you don't, if you've never seen me before. <laughs> I'm very normal. 
Think Andy Dwyer before his glow up. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, he doesn't know what I, that I, means. No, I do now. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> All right. The only resolution I ever kept was for one one summer I was in. I guess this might not even been a New Year's resolution, but one summer I interned in Cleveland, Ohio. And all they ate there was like hamburger helper and yes. fast food. Oh, yeah. And so for like three months, I probably had fast food five to six times a week. I'm not exaggerating. I was like, I can't do <laughs> you this. You took a decade <laughs> off your life. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. So I went two and a half to three years without eating fast food or drinking soda. And then I met my wife and that changed because of Taco Bell. So, Aww. yeah. So I kept a resolution for three years almost. Good for you. Oh, Connor. Yeah, I'm pretty awesome. If you don't, if you don't know, we don't. We don't. Already, already. So, guys, New Year resolutions. Everybody wants to change a little bit about themselves. Whether you're a resolution person or not, New Year feels like a fresh start. Feels like an mm-hmm. opportunity to to shake off the old, to welcome the new. Everybody's got some type of goal, some type of change to be better, to be happier, to be healthier. However, most of us never seem to be able to follow through. Most of us, except for me, fall into that 92% of people that never follow through. Right. Um, and as Christians, we believe that every day you can and should be growing and changing into a new person, a person that Jesus has called you to be and is shaping you and molding you to be, to be more in his image. And so today, and I think we're going to turn this into maybe a two-weeker, but we want to talk about actually the enemies of the new you, enemies of the new you're trying to be. Because as Andrew was talking about before, and I'm going to kick it over to him in a second, God is a God of new. Mm -hmm. God Mm -hmm. wants you to be new. He wants you to be the new you. Yeah. So that, so New Year's is kind of a very, I don't want to say a Christian thing because it's not like a Christian idea, but it, it kind of very much falls in line with, with what we believe about being a new people and, and changing and growing. If yeah. Growing, then you're changing. You're going then you're... No, I, I think that it's uh, it's something like birth inside of us that, that I think is like a, a godly thing for us wanting to have, have restarts, for us to want to have like redemption, for us to want to restore things. Um, I think it's something that God has birthed in all of us from the second we were born. So I, I, I love the concept of of a new year. For me, it's like, hey, if I, I can bring some new aspects to my life, even if it only lasts like six weeks, I still mm-hmm. think that God uses those things. So I do think that, that God is um, a God anew. But I think <clears throat> for a lot of people, I think that a lot of people feel like God won't do new or God doesn't want to do new. Like some of the things that happen, the place where I'm at in my life, the things that I feel stuck in, the the relationship, the fi- like God, this is just this is like my lot in life, and God doesn't want to do anything new. Um, Isaiah forty three eighteen, I love this passage. It says, "Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert." Um, and even Paul said. I can't remember what I think he's in Philippians four, but he says one thing I I do is forget what's behind and strain towards what is ahead, mm-hmm. and so I think that there's there's so many aspects within Scripture of redemption of new of the old is gone the new has come new clothes, so it's pretty difficult to to look th- all throughout Scripture um, and find 
little aspects all throughout it trinkled in there where God's like, hey, I'm going to do something new, mm-hmm. new in your life, new mercies. So um, I love this aspect that every single person listening today, God wants to continue doing new things. Even if he wants to keep you in your current situation and circumstance, your current job, yeah. God still wants to do something new within that. So new to you might look different than new to God. God might want to be doing something new in your mind, maybe something new in your finances, maybe something while you're still in the same state yeah. that you've been really praying to get out of. I always believe God's always, he never wants to keep you where you're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <clears throat> that's a, Yeah, that's great. I love that. <laughs> I, I love that because I think sometimes when we think about new, at least for myself, I, I'm like an all in or all out kind of person. So right. if, if I'm going new, I want I do I want the new. Like I, I've just been reading about like simplicity and like uh, how like early church was really big on not like minimalism but like simplicity. And so it like I can't just do it in like my wardrobe. I have to like, I've been going through like right. the spices in our cabinet and then like <laughs> simplify, simplify, like everything. And so, yeah, I think that, um, I think that new years do lend itself to just a new opportunity. Like you were saying, the Bible and the story of Jesus is just so much about new beginnings right. to, mm-hmm. to sinners that he met and that he called to something different to people he defended and, and challenged to have like a new life. Every single moment you're alive is an opportunity to to create something new and to be a new person. Um, I think, though, the problem is that the world, the enemy of our soul, life, even even ourselves can sometimes stand in the way of really embracing and changing into that new person that we want to be, that God wants us to be, Mm -hmm. Um, be it spiritual or not. Maybe it's like a physical goal or a reading goal or who knows. But, like, you know, there's so much that stands in our way of maybe becoming that new person. And so right. I just kind of want to mm-hmm. throw out this question um, and and personalize it, and we can talk about it a little bit because I think it'll be really relatable to anybody listening. Um, in your life, I'll, I'll do Whitney first here, what has been the biggest thing that has kept you back mm-hmm. from personal growth or changing into the new person that you want to be or maybe even you felt God call you mm-hmm. to be something and you know, you felt like resistance. What's mm-hmm. what's kind of been the biggest thing in your life that you've recognized keeps you back yeah. from changing? Yeah, I mean, I think <clears throat> this is like an easy one, and it has been blaring in 2020 that God has done a new thing in my heart with, and there has been mm-hmm. perspective change, but it's um, being distracted. And for me, the reason why I think all of us are distracted is because we lack and in our lack, we don't want to ever sit in lack. Mm-hmm. And so then we fill, 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 social media, shopping, yeah, yeah. <laughs> drinking, <Right>. whatever <clears throat> it is. Even good things like always being around friends. What You know, you just never can be alone. Um, and I think for me, it actually was the beginning of this year. And I always get like really intense <laughs> with, I don't do sp- uh, resolutions, but I always try to get really intense about <clears throat> praying and fasting and seeking the Lord and what he wants to do. And the last month of 2020 was honestly the hardest for me and Conrad. And just like physical health, sickness, um, family members passing away, like just it was so difficult. Yeah. Um, and finding my myself like 
trying to or like wanting to go back into distracting myself um and then the beginning of this year I was like reading through Job so silly because I was like I feel like Job right now everything's being <laughs> taken from me you know you know how people like in put your on context songs? it feels yes, like that yes yeah. in my in my own context yeah uh, but you know how people like will play songs to cry or like watch sad movies to cry. I never do that except reading the word of God. I'm like, oh, I'm really sad. I'm going to read sad things. <laughs> so um, I turned to Job. I'm reading through Job. And in Job 2, there's um, this passage where Job's friends actually come. Um, and he had lost everything at this point. Everything. Wife, family, livelihood, um, wealth, his home, like everything is gone. And they say they came and they sat with him on the ground, like put ashes on their head. <clears throat> so he sat with him in ashes and um, so we're in silence for seven days and seven nights. And there's this moment I had when I went outside. Um, I want to say it was January 1st or it might have been December 31st. I can't remember which day. Um, and I was by myself alone in silence and I turned on our little fire pit <clears throat> Conrad was inside I'm like give me my alone time <laughs> and I was like God just I'm sitting here in lack <laughs> and I had you have given us yes so many things good things this year but right now I in my personhood I feel like lack mm -hmm. and I'm tempted to like distract myself and but no I'm gonna I didn't have to bring my phone out and I was like I'm just gonna sit here in silence and like speak to me and I want to like give you guys like a mental picture because I felt like this was so profound what God did <clears throat> I was sitting there for a long time and just watching the fire <clears throat> the flames and then as <clears throat> I was like kind of getting annoyed I'm like I don't hear anything it's silent and no joke there was a flock of geese in a V flying low over my head, coming from behind, and I could hear flopping, like wings flopping. And just in that moment, God knows, like, I felt so trapped this last year, so trapped. And to hear God speak freedom and, like, floppy, like, the hearing flopping of wings, that means, like, to, like, take off, to, like, go somewhere else, um, was so special for me to set off my year um, in that way, in silence. Um, and so, so I guess like for, for me to fight off, like if you feel like dist you distract yourself because you're in lack, sit on the ground in your proverbial lack and wait for the Lord in silence mm -hmm. and he will always speak. Yeah, so That's so good. I think distraction was something that God was speaking to me about just like looking back I, before the new year, this is probably like in November or something like that. I, I just started like reading and kind of sitting down and starting my mornings at, oh, I know when it was. When does the uh, the time change happen? Mm. Like we jump. It was whenever that was. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to like adjust. I'm going to keep on waking up at five. Um, I normally get up at six, but I was, I was waking up at five and uh, like praying, reading. And I think like I was like looking back on the whole quarantine season, like, you know, everything shut down. And that and that was like the biggest thing that I felt like God was like, do you want to look back and just think like you distracted mm -hmm. yourself yeah. all the way through quarantine? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's just such a big 
I've honestly thought about I'm I'm no author, but like writing about it, it I, I don't know. I think we we have a generation. I just met with a young adult. Shout out to Brad, um, who uh, hi Brad. What's up, Brad? <laughs> Info booth, Brad. He does listen. Oh, he does. Yeah. Hi, um, Brad. Hey, Brad. <laughs> but he, uh, we were just talking about how he's like going through a lot in his life, and in a good way. He's like noticing things that need to change, and he's like changing them. But he was just like, you know, we both were like, we're so distracted. And it's not with bad things. It's not necessarily like, you know, with, with sinful things. But it's just we waste so much time. And I think the biggest enemy of mm-hmm. spiritual growth, physical growth, uh, any, anything like that, vocational growth, um, is just the fact that we have the opportunity to waste so much time in a given day on things that are great but that don't really matter. Mm-hmm. Like a, a thing that I've started to do um, in my mornings is I don't look at my phone until I've read my Bible. Mm-hmm. And that sounds super spiritual, but I honestly did it just because I would look at Instagram and my mind would just race. And when I read my Bible, I, I couldn't remember a single thing that I read. And I found that if I just don't even look at it, I can actually engage and remember because my mind hasn't already tried to engage with 50 other things. Yeah. Like boots, basketball, uh, this outfit, okay, this person's traveling here, whatever. Okay, now I'm going to try to read and take something away. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I think if we can get to a place where we focus mm-hmm. on things that are important and, you know, social media is not bad, whatever, but, like, it can be such a distraction. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I feel myself rambling. Yeah. I, <laughs> I agree. I agree 100%. Like, it's so easy to distract yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, that saying, uh you know, if the devil can't get you to sin, he'll just make you busy or distra- mm-hmm. get you distracted. I don't know how theologically correct that is, but mm-hmm. um, I, I do feel that. Like, I, I, I often feel, I think I've said this before in this podcast, of like every morning I wake up, I choose my phone and the couch or mm-hmm. my coffee and the table <laughs> where I like, <laughs> yeah. and then like I engage with, with the word. And, and so I, I think that you really have to fight through that and you have to, even for me in the morning, the morning used to be my time where I I did get in the word. But now, mm-hmm. like, having a, a new daughter and, and Abram, it's just like mm-hmm. my mornings are actually really difficult. So I actually have to find, like, different time now. That that really works for myself because, honestly, getting up really early I, I, is difficult for me right now. So, but, yeah, I do think that there are tons of distractions. that You just have to – I know I had this moment where I was really struggling getting in my word over this past, like, couple of months – like a really struggle, really big struggle. And I felt like I was just like, I have to decide that this is important. Mm-hmm. I have to decide that this is like priority number one. Mm-hmm. And I have to figure this thing out. So yeah, distraction, I think is a major thing. Distraction is a, is a, is a huge reason why people don't um, eat right or why mm-hmm. people don't go to the gym. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a massive reason why I think a lot of things don't happen, but I think it is a, a major roadblock to yeah. finding experience something new in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think another thing you said, which is good, is that I think people are almost afraid to sit with their own thoughts. Yes, 100%. Right. Like That's there's, me. There's a, oh, me too, because <laughs> my, my mind can race, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that there's this huge practice from early Christians and monks, and not, not like Buddhist monks, but like Christian like monks and thinkers that would practice silence mm-hmm. and, as a spiritual discipline Mm -hmm. and they get it from you know jesus would often go and be busy he'd go into the town he'd go to the 
you know, cool spots of town or the synagogue. He'd go to church. He'd preach. He'd do his thing. He'd go to a party. Mm-hmm. Then it said he'd withdraw to a quiet place. Some say desolate place. Yeah. Barren yeah. place. He would go be by himself in silence mm-hmm. and pray. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing that is going to be the biggest challenge to our generation and generations to come is finding silence. And you're not mm-hmm. silent necessarily for the sake of silence. But right. it's almost just to clear your mind and... Mm-hmm. Be alone with God. And I think, well, think about how difficult that, that mm-hmm. is for, for us. But think about this generation. Like we we actually grew up in a world where there could be silence. Yeah. Like, right. Where right. there wasn't five TVs in a household and mm-hmm. there wasn't computers. Technology. And, dude, there, yeah. I mean, when I, when I was growing up, when I was a teenager, I mean, there's just we had one TV in our house. Mm-hmm. And then we got a computer and that was like that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so – I think that's a really difficult thing for young 20s and generations beyond that. Mm-hmm. They haven't grown up. Like, my, my son has not grown up with silence. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. always something happening and on. Um, and that, I think that's that's a tough thing for this age group to, I think, mm-hmm. fight against. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, I love being in the car for me. The car for me is actually my place of silence. Yeah, mm-hmm. where I, I really fight not to listen to worship music. I just roll down my window and I just drive. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I don't even pray. Just yeah. sit. Yeah. And until someone cuts me off, and then I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that's why I have to go to like places like the mountains, so I'm not around people. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's it's a very very difficult thing, but I, I think extremely needed. I think is a really important practice. So what would you? Mm-hmm. So we're we're talking about enemies of growth, enemies of the new you. Um, for people that are out there, and I probably every single person listening wrestles with this, who struggles with distraction, what what could be just one thing that you would offer them to mm-hmm. like help curb that or at least recognize yeah. it and take a step forward in that? Yeah, I mean, one big takeaway that I got from my grandpa's life, and he passed the end of last year, um, was he would just sit in, in silence and never, I wouldn't even say, yeah, to Andrew's point, like pray. But he would just be like so observant and God would speak to him through people, through watching someone, through, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just sit there and observe and um, maybe like, yeah, find five minutes. Try to start with five minutes. And um, yeah, I like I, I've really, really tried making that in my 2020 a priority. Like uh, I would say maybe in April was when I did it the best was when I was like, oh, my gosh, look at the stars for an hour. And um, but, yeah, I would just say just like have find time, five minutes on your car ride, whatever. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Turn off your phone or don't yes. don't turn on music in yes. your car. Just yes. Practice being present mm-hmm. and not being distracted. That's, that's yeah. really good. Andrew, if you could say there is an enemy that you've wrestled with when it comes to becoming a new or better version of yourself. What's what's one of the bigger ones that you've, you know, really kind of wrestled with when it comes to change and growth? Yeah. Uh, well, we were kind of talking about this, but you had written this down, um, and it actually put words to what I, what I feel like is my biggest enemy, is seeking perfection over progress. And kind of like what you were talking about, I'm one of those people where I'm either all in mm-hmm. or I'm all out. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, eating super clean, in the gym, doing everything, or I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Eating yeah. Italian cookies. Yeah, yeah. Pizza. Like, I went all in in December for not working out. <laughs> and 
Milana, Milana brought to church a bunch of Italian cookies, and then my parents came in town and cooked all Italian food, and I was like, I, who am I? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for, for me, I think that, and I think a lot of people resonate with that. Um, where it's like, man, I really feel like God's calling me not to, not to like party or to get back into like substances, and, and I feel really called to it. And then I, I have a moment where I slip up and like screw it, I've already, and so I'm just gonna kind of go back. And, and I, so I, I, I think I feel that for myself, but I think a lot of people feel that. And, and I think realizing I'm someone who's, I've really started getting into like investing, like financially. And, and it's just, it's just an overtime compounding interest. Like you put in some money mm-hmm. here, and then over time, like it begins to grow. Um, I heard a, a message by Rich Wilkerson. He just preached at Elevation this past weekend. But uh, he, he he was talking about, he's like, you know how like when you're growing up, you would stand up against the wall and your, mm-hmm. your parents would like yeah. measure you. And then the next year you would measure again. You're like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. I'm like three inches taller yeah but you didn't feel it you didn't see it it wasn't tangible um in the moment but then you get to a place like oh wow i've i've actually really grown like little by little and and i i think that that that's what i'm learning most in my life of everything i do is like dropping into the bucket Mm -hmm. of the person i feel like god is calling me to be and the person i ultimately want to be Mm -hmm. so like Every time that I read scripture, every time that I pray, every time I try to make the right decision or I, or I try to be generous. Yes, there are some times where I don't, but I don't feel like God's like taking from that. Like, yeah. oh, you screwed yeah. up. So now we're taken out of the bucket. Like, I think God like is constantly building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for me, I've kind of gone into this year. I am kind of a resolution guy. But this year, I've the past couple of years, actually, I've just been like, look, I'm just going to try to put as many things in the bucket of mm. the person that I ultimately want to be, the father that I want to be. Like sometimes I'm really lazy when it comes to my kids, but but I want to like try to make the moments that I can make them count. And and so it's, it's about progress. I want to get to the place like where spiritually, if I were to get measured, where a year from now, I'd be like, wow, mm-hmm. God's done some like really cool things. I've had a lot of growth. I didn't feel it. I didn't mm-hmm. see it. Um, but I think everything that we do, every prayer, every time that you – jump online for church or you try to show up or you give you tithe it's just all compounding on i think the mm-hmm. person that god's trying to so um perfection is not a real thing yeah yeah it was a real thing for one one man mm-hmm. jesus yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. and not for anybody else yeah. yeah yeah i feel that same way about like seeing so our niece is what four days uh younger than ezra so she's not even a year yet, almost a year. Yeah. And just to see how much progress there mm-hmm. is in a year. Right. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like from being a little squishy alien peanut. <laughs> I'm sorry, newborns are not my thing, but. Oh, no, they're not. Until it's your own. <laughs> I know. You, 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 That's get, true. you get mom goggles. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and then you look back at pictures, you're like, oh, like, they, they were an alien yeah. too. <laughs> In the moment, though, you're like, like most beautiful thing on yeah, the planet. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> but then to see now, like, oh, my gosh, McKenna, our niece, is, like, taking steps, yeah. like, walking. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. You're not even a year old. and But to measure, like, I wish we could measure the same progress as adults. Right. Like, to see, and to Andrew's point, like, your spiritual m- maturity in just a year's time. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing so maybe yeah like i wish that was the same but to keep a journal i would say you can kind of measure 
yeah. um, how far you've come. Mm-hmm. Like I, uh, we were going through my mom's stuff when over break, and we found this whole big bin of just like old journals and whatever. And my mom actually kept this like praise report journal thing with like pictures, like. And it was so incredible to find. And if you're this is the first time listening to this, like my mom passed away four years ago. Um, and it's, it, that was the hardest thing in my life. But we found this yeah, picture book and it was like, we got granite countertops, like all glory to you, God. Like just even like the simplest of things. And I'm like, that is so special that you can quantify that. Yeah. And that I can see that. So how do you feel like someone? Because I, I, I was thinking about this. Cause like I don't feel like God like takes away any time that we do something like bad. It's like okay, now you're yeah. starting over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like how how do we quantify spiritual progress this year? Because I th- I yeah. think for some people, 2020, like man, I I worked so hard to like get in my word and all that, but then I yeah. ended December, I had some really bad moments, and so this freaking mm-hmm. year was a whole waste, and I didn't. I feel like I'm at the same spot I was, but the reality is like no, there there was progress, there was growth. Like yeah. how, how do you feel like? If at all, can we can we quantify I know that's hard. that? You know, I don't know. Yeah, that is hard. I think, man, I think progress, it, specifically like in following Jesus, like if you're wrestling with a sin pattern, I think you can recognize, like, start recognizing triggers. Like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, if I'm alone or if I'm, I don't know, like angry, if there's like a lot of change in my life, I tend to like reach for a bottle or go to my computer or something like that. Like. I think a sign of growth is when you can admit and recognize mm-hmm. like things you're struggling with out, outside of maybe struggling. Like mm-hmm. let's say you're going from like good to better or better to great or whatever. I don't know. That's for me. I always try to track the things I struggle with. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like how loosely I, I talk sometimes, you know, or just like stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, we are kind that's of. A, that's a good yeah. question. Yeah, I, I, I think for me, I'm when it comes to myself, and I think we all we're all like pretty harsh critics of the person in the mirror. Yeah. Um, I'm, I am a tough critic on myself. Like, rarely do I look at man. I did some really good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's usually like, man, I really suck. I could yeah. do better. I could do. I could do better. I really, I really messed up. I yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I think kind of like what your mom's holy prayer, I think that's really powerful. And I think there's something to that because there is something about remembering mm-hmm. what God has done. And and, and so I, I I think, yeah, that it could be maybe a practice for people this year. Like, yes, you had some really rough moments. But what are, what are like some of the good good things that have taken place? Like mm-hmm. I, I guarantee every single person listening, yeah, you could right now for a moment be like, what did God change in me in 2020? Mm-hmm. Um how did God grow me? And yeah. start to focus on some of those things. Yeah. And I think it might give you some uh, some confidence going into this next year. Mm-hmm. Like, well, every single year God does. Yeah. Those yeah. great I, things. I think yeah. it helps, too, to, to think of things in perspective of, like, seasons and, mm-hmm. and growth over, like, an arrival point. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm just being honest, like, when I, when I first started interning and even, like, attending young adults, like, when I first moved out to Denver – gosh, what, in 2012, you know, and started coming to young adults, I was like, man, if I could be a young adults pastor, I'll have arrived, mm. you know, like that's, that's my perfect picture. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a young adults pastor and it's, you know, something else or something. There's, there's always a new season or an area to grow. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I think like, 
if you can kind of get rid of this idea that there's like a landing point, like a perfect landing point in life, um, I think that can also help with this, just this idea of like new season, maybe new calling, new season, maybe new something new to put my hand to, new season, new opportunity for growth yeah. rather than this is my where I need to land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think too, if, if you put some like sports imagery to it, it's almost like a game where if you just look at the third quarter, you you got outscored by mm-hmm. twenty you twenty one points. You had five, yeah. whatever turnovers, and but if you look at the whole game, mm-hmm. it compiles. You actually won the game. Yeah. Or a whole season where you had a stretch where you lost ten games yeah. in a row, but you actually had a great season overall. And so I think mm-hmm. you're just flat out going to have some moments and even some seasons where life just kind of kicks your butt, mm-hmm. uh, where depression just wrecks you, where you kind of fall back into that addiction for a moment. But I, I think you have to allow yourself to take a 30,000 foot view. That's what I have to do is take a 30,000 foot view of my life and the season and the year and be like, okay, mm-hmm. yes, rough moment, bad moment. I learned what I, but what did I learned from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what did I learn from that? Cause God and all things, God works for the good of those. So all, nothing that's happened in your life is exempt from the person that God has created you to be. So the good, the bad, the ugly, what did you learn? I've always heard people say, um, Nothing's as bad as it seems, and nothing is ever as good as it seems. Mm-hmm. Reality is somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so there's a reality to the really bad seasons of your life, and there's a there's a reality to the mountaintops of your life. Yeah, um, there's reality to it. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I, so what would you what would your advice be to somebody who wants to grow but kind of has th- this perfect image of where they want to be by the end of the year, maybe by the end of January or whatever, and you know, maybe let's just because it's easy to do. Let's just say it's like with health and nutrition. Like somebody's like, I'm not going to eat fast food all of January. And they find themselves in the McDonald's line. What like, what's your advice to somebody who's trying to be new, who wrestles with this? I've got to be perfect or else I failed mentality. How do you make progress with that with that mindset? Yeah, I I, I think for me, um, it's when 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 you when you fall or you fail, you feel a lot of like shame mm-hmm. and. And you have to you have to fight to the sh- just remember that shame is not from God. Like God is not shaming you. If you feel conviction, it's because God is trying to change you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so I think for me, I've had some some rough moments over this past year. But I, I've I've just learned of like, okay, I'm, yeah, that sucked. I'm gonna repent, but I'm not gonna sit in my shame. Mm-hmm. And and it you almost kind of in those times, I almost feel like I should feel like I, I should sit in this for a little bit longer. Yeah, I should sit in this shame. Shame so, weirdly can feel. Yeah, it feels good. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like it's, in, a, in a backwards way. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's cloaked in nobility. You, you yeah, like, yeah. You, it's like noble to be shameful, shameful and to yeah. like, I don't know, put ashes and sackcloth on whatever you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think just fighting really hard to be like, okay, I screwed. Just own it. I screwed up. I messed up. Yeah. Had a rough moment. Not gonna sit in this though. Yeah. Well, they say that in personal training. Like, if you mess up. Well, to set realistic goals, like you're probably not gonna do the whole thirty. You know, you're probably not. I got whole six when I tried yeah. that like two or three yeah. years ago. And and but to like manage those expectations, like um, ahead of time, like knowing, hey, I'm going to fail. Like knowing that I'm all or nothing, right. and knowing that that's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, that that'll heap more shame on me. Then, and just being like really aware of like what, you know, your expectation is. And then no one is perfect. We all fall short of the glory of God. 
And um, yeah, but personal trainers will say like, okay, that was you purged. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> Rough week. Yeah, yeah. So just, you know, tomorrow morning is a new day, the new mercies. Just go to the gym, you know, just don't like beat yourself over the head with yeah. unrealistic expectations. Yeah. One, one of my mantras, I guess, this year would be consistency. Yeah. Over, like, over like intensity necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think like, yeah, the biggest change comes from small moments of consistency mm-hmm. and not yeah. what I normally do of 10 days of intensity. Yeah, like don't cut everything way. out. Don't cut all carbs out. Yeah. It's like, well, actually, maybe have a croissant for breakfast and then do like <laughs> a salad for lunch. You know, like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly what you're saying. It's, yeah. it's spiritually too. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So progress over perfection. Um, have a vision for yourself. Understand one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I always butcher it, but it's something to the extent of <laughs> a righteous man falls six times but gets up. And so I think if you just have that mindset, <laughs> yeah, it's sorry. in there. I, I it, is, it is. It is. It proverbs. Yeah. yeah, it's a proverb. Sounds it like is. a proverb. Yeah. 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 yeah they uh, just get up. You don't have to be perfect. You just need to keep on getting up. Yeah. So 100%. Um, the biggest, I'll kick it to myself. Okay, <laughs> I was actually going to kick it to you. All right. Kick, kick it over to me. Connor. Set him up. Connor, what do you, <laughs> what do you feel is the biggest enemy of growth? Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Enemy of, enemies of a new you. Yeah. Enemy of a, the biggest <laughs> enemy of a new me. And this is, honestly, I fall in line with all of these. I have a lot of enemies, I guess, when it comes <laughs> yeah. to change. But for me, truly, genuinely, is comparison. This is something my wife calls me out on all the time. <laughs> why are you comparing yourself to that person? Yeah. Or why yeah. Why do you need to be like that? Um, I Listen, I, I took the Enneagram. I'm a four. I love it for what it is. It gave me good verbiage for, for my personality. <laughs> I think some people can become hyper-obsessed with it. But the biggest... Yeah. yeah mm. The biggest thing that it said for somebody with my personality, and this was actually one of the things I related with, was like my weakness is that I always envy others and compare, mm. like not necessarily possessions, but like mm-hmm. who they are, or where they're at in life, and then mm-hmm. compare myself and find reasons why I'm not there. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, I I compare myself often and then I almost lose drive because I'm just like, well, if I'm 32 and they're 31 and they're already there, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not even going to come close to to where they're at. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you reverse engineer that and you're like, why do you even want to be where they're at in the first place? You know? Yeah. So, but I think, um, one thing that, that I've really, I'm going to kind of camp in James, at least for the first part of this year. And this, this spoke to me so much. I was reading it yesterday, James three, it, uh, it talks about wisdom and it talks about bitter envy and selfish ambition. Um, it's, it is like, can lead to just loads of yeah. of dark practices. And it says it's even demonic. Um, but one thing that it says is where you have envy and selfish ambition, you find disorder in every kind of evil practice. Mm-hmm. And envy, you know, kind of relate that to comparison. Um, why why don't I have what they have? What's wrong with me? What's right with them kind of thing? Um, it does. It leads to all of this disorder in your heart, in your mind, in your soul. Um it can lead to like bitterness and just in like right. anger. Mm-hmm. And so I think like for me, the the biggest thing that I wrestle with when it comes to growth is being happy with who I am and where I'm at. And that sounds mm-hmm. 
it sounds a, a lot deeper, I guess, than I, than I mean it to. But but more just in the like, can like the contentment phase, mm-hmm. not like who I am as a person necessarily, but like, hey, I'm content with my season of life. I'm content <clears throat> with what God's given me. There's a lot of people that are ahead of me, but there's a lot of people that would love to be where I'm at. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm really appreciative of what I've been given, what I've been called to steward, yeah. and, and what's in my hand in this moment. Yeah. Even if it's not everything I've ever envisioned. And also, too, life. like what I've seen so much, and I think just the the more I've gone through my life and the older I've gotten and the more mature I've gotten in faith and just being pastors in the world that we're in, we talk with all sorts of people, all sorts of levels of life who deal with all sorts of things. Yeah. And, and remembering that, like, you may want some of the things that you see that that person has, but I guarantee you probably don't want some of the things that person mm-hmm. struggles with yeah, or the, the things that they have in their head or even maybe some of their, like, background or their history, some things that have happened to them, you know. Yeah. So there's always – I think that I've allowed myself to get to that place like, yes, you're amazing. You're doing great things. Um, but I know life's not perfect for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and I, I think that that's, like – not to be like, I'm glad that you're, there's something about your life that sucks. But there is. Like, yeah. there is something about, like, you have that. But but also, like, these are actually some things that I have that. And and so I think that for, for a lot of people, I know for me, when I, I find myself, like, deep in that kind of trap, usually I'm I'm less frustrated with those people, but I'm actually really frustrated with God. Yeah. And it's like. Totally. Totally. God, why, why am I? Because I feel like I've tried to be faithful, do all the things. And. And, and so I've learned to, like, really take that up with God. But I think the biggest thing, I've said this a lot with comparison, is it leads down to self-righteousness or self-loathing, yeah. both, both of which are misrepresentation of what God wants for yourself. And it's this vicious cycle. So I, I see something from somebody, they have what I don't, and so I feel bad about myself. And so I'm going to do all the things that I can to get myself mm-hmm. to a great place. And then so I can look at other people and feel better about yeah. myself compared to them. Self-righteousness. And it's just like this vicious cycle that that never ends, and I think that's why is it Paul who says uh, godliness with contentment is is great gain. Yeah, and fighting really really hard to be content with the body that you have, mm-hmm. and be content with the mind that you have, be content with the job that you have, but also we're talking about God like wanting to do new things. Like what what new things does God want to do in my mind, yeah. in my heart, in my body, in my finances, in my job, in my career. Um, yeah, it's it's tough and it's it's a lifelong and I think that we have a lot of access to a lot of people these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is we've never been able to stare at somebody's yeah. successes. Yeah, seriously. You know? yeah. As intense. All, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All the time. One thing that um I think a practical aspect to this that um in comparison, if you if you're dealing with comparison, we went to Catalyst Conference a couple years ago and Craig Rochelle, um He's just like a leader, pastor in Oklahoma, but he said that he has this like life mantra and he like wrote it down and like, I am this, I am this, the Lord has called me to this. Um, and it kind of like grounded him and like every day gave him self-confidence in knowing who he was and what God has called him to do and attribute to the world. And so cool. I know I'm talking about my mom a lot, this podcast, but there's so much that I just feel like close to her heart over break. Um, but I found my mom had a mantra too. And it was like the first thing that it was like this big thing. She always had this Bible concordance thing, big, huge. Strong's. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, then this like three ring binder 
And the first thing you open up the three binder, she had written it on the page, the first thing. And uh, one thing that just just really stuck out to me was like, I have, the Lord has entrusted me with healing for suffering people. And that's so close, so clear, so specific. Because I, I knew growing up, my mom was always like talking to like the weirdest people. And just like always, <laughs> seriously, always at the mall, at ch- church, at um, whenever we go out and eat places, she always would have these like really sad story people. And I'm always like, oh my God, I don't care. <laughs> and always. And then I read that and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was like my mom's call wow. in life. And to get really specific um, this year, to have your own mantra. Like, what has God just given you that maybe is maybe a little annoying? Like, yeah, these people always come to me and start crying. Like, you have been entrusted with healing for suffering people. And just to write those things down. And I think that's so empowering for this year yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. It mm-hmm. It's funny. I So I just started reading James yesterday, but I uh, finished John the day before. And it's funny, the very last thing, like comparison is so rooted in our DNA. Like Jesus rises from the dead, restores uh, Peter. Peter denies him, right, Peter? Yeah, Peter mm, denies yeah. him. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, do you Who lo- is this guy? Moses. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you love me? Yeah, I love you. Feed my fish, whatever. Jesus makes some breakfast. Then Jesus, you know, looks over at, uh, looks at him and is talking about like, or looks at John and it tells John, like, feed my sheep. When you were younger, you dressed yourselves. Uh, but when you're older, you'll be stretched out your hands. Someone else will dress you and lead you where you won't want to go. Basically, you're going to mm-hmm. be crucified like I was. It says Jesus said this to indicate uh, the kind of death. Or no, he's talking to Peter. Gosh, by which Peter would glorify him. Then he said, follow me. Peter turned and saw uh, John standing there. And basically was like, Lord, what about him? Like, that, that <laughs> yeah, sounds so kind of sucky for me the yeah. way you're saying this. Like, what about him? And Jesus' answer legitimately is, if I want him to re- remain alive for forever, what is that to you? And I remember highlighting, <laughs> wow. what is that <laughs> yeah. to you? You know, like Jesus was kind of like, what? Yeah. What do you care about yeah. him for? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like love him, sure. But what do you care about what he does with his yeah. life? And it just hit me of like, not that Jesus was like rude about it, but just like, dude, why? Why do you care? Like, mm-hmm. what is that to you? Is literally like what it translated. And and he said, your job is to follow me. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it was just such a grounding thing for me to be like, oh yeah, like whenever my heart tends to look at this person on Instagram or whoever and be like, well, what about, what about me compared to them? Jesus's response to me yeah. is, mm-hmm. what's that to you? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. follow me. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, any advice? I, I feel weird giving advice on my thing that I, 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 <laughs> struggle I wrestle with. with. Somebody who really deals with comparison and it feels like they're holding them back. As we wrap up this podcast, um, what what's one or two things that you think somebody who might deal with this and it's keeping them from being, you know, the new person that they want to be? How do they walk out of that or at least take a step in the right direction? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I love this. Uh, if, if you're if you're listening, give us a few more minutes. I think this is. I love this about Psalm 139. It says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. Your works mm-hmm. are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days mm-hmm. ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Yeah. So, like, think about this for a moment. 
before you even like a thought in your parents' mm-hmm. minds, you God formed your days. Yeah, for, like they were all written for you. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, God has this plan, this purpose, this race for you. And then, what God did is God fearfully and wonderfully made you, mm-hmm. knit you together to fulfill that plan. Mm-hmm. So, think like your personality, mm-hmm. your gifts, your weaknesses, mm-hmm. your struggles, the things that you're good at, the way that you think, the way that you learn, the, the way that you interact with people. Like, God formed that fearfully mm-hmm. and wonderfully. For you to fulfill the plan that he had for you. Mm -hmm. So I've come back to this a lot of like, okay, God made me exactly how he wanted me to be to fulfill the life that he set before me. Yeah. So I'm going to take the things that I have and I'm going to be the best steward possible of my gifts and my abilities um, and and let that be the vision for my life. Yeah. Um, Your days that God set before you are not my days and vice versa. No one can fulfill the plan for my life that God set before me. Yeah. And I cannot fulfill the plan for your life that God set before you. Mm-hmm. Run your race. Be confident in it. Because um, ultimately, when you die and go to heaven, you answer for the way that you ran your race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody else's. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. I'm like taking up pottery right now and last year, and I love it. But there's these verses in Isaiah, and it talks about like, God being the potter and you're the clay and just just being a potter for whatever half a year I am like I want to make a cup today I want to make a bowl today Mm. I want to make a vase today and then there's like this verse in Isaiah it's like why would you as the clay say why have you made me like this like that's so offensive to the potter because Mm. I made you like that I made you to be a cup and to serve the purpose of a cup to like Mm help thirsty people, you know, you're a cup or I've helped, I've made you into a bowl. Like why I've made you perfectly to Andrew's point. And that's been such a a fun little journey that I've been on. I'm like, you have made me, you are the potter and I'm the clay and you've made me into a vase, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's made some people in the bowls, some people in the vases, some people in the plates. Yeah, yeah. You're you're for sure a plate. (laughs) I think I'm probably a face. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, man. No, they no. all serve different purposes, yeah. to, to my point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think one, one <laughs> thing that I've, I've started to do with this comparison thing is, is honestly, my word for this has kind of been contentment. Yeah. Like when I walk Mac either in the morning or at night, I just thank God for what I have. And I, and I say like I'm content. And being content doesn't mean you don't strive for more. You don't want to mm-hmm. grow or you don't want to try new things. It's just that at the end of the day, with what you have in your hand that God's given you, you just mm-hmm. say, hey, thanks. Like, it's enough yeah. for me. doesn't mean I'm not going to try. doesn't mean I'm not going to do something else or explore right. new things. But at the end of every day, what you've given me is enough. Mm-hmm. And that is hard. Like, that is a practice for me yeah. to, like, to be content. Um, yeah. But I mean, David writes that in Psalms. He's like, I have, like, a little child. I've weaned myself to, from, from things too glorious for me. Like it's, you have to learn that, like wean yourself off. Like, yes, that might be in your future. Those glorious things right now, the Lord has set boundaries and pleasant places for me. Yeah. And I trust that. That's one of my, but our, isn't it funny Psalm though 16. to to just continue on this long podcast? Of Sorry. Like, no, no, no. I, I feel like some of the people that I actually envy the most are the people who are the most content. Yeah. Where some yeah. people are like, you have no style. 
<laughs> like, there's nothing cool about you. <laughs> but you just, you seem to really enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I would love, I would love to not care <laughs> what people think about my fit or what people, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Just be like, I'm just a dad who wears jean shorts <laughs> tacos and new balance and a tucked <laughs> yeah. in polo and i just love being with my family and <laughs> and i'm cool with it you know like that would be to me i envy those people who are like these older people who have just gone through life mm-hmm. and they're very content with with who they are mm-hmm. I'm like man we can learn something from mm-hmm. people yeah. like i don't give a crap <laughs> what people think about i I'd spent my whole life caring and now i don't care you know yeah anyways yeah there's that's something it. to learn there yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think i just want to be that anyway let's be honest give me some are, some newbies and some <laughs> we'll get them for you the next time you watch the podcast andrew will be in jordan yeah. Hey, if you're listening and you buy me some Jords and some New Balance, I He'll will. preach preaching them. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear them for the podcast. I'll stand up yeah. for the people to see. There you go. <laughs> Sit on the table. Oh, man. Well, guys, it is a new year. <laughs> and that there is new blessings ahead. Amen. There's new roads to walk, new things to conquer. Um, I honestly, you, you mentioned earlier, you know, rivers in the wilderness. I feel like mm-hmm. that's 2021. We're going to be pioneering through a season of our world that no one's ever seen before. How do we continue to do church and do it well as we recover from this? How do we reach people that might be skeptical? You know, the cynicism in our world towards faith and religion is only growing, um, but God's better than it all. Mm -hmm. Jesus is real. I mean, he's coming back, and uh, it's going to be a great year. It's going to be an amazing year. So, guys, enemies of a new you, distraction, perfection, and comparison— we're going to come back next week and talk about this a little more because we feel like there's some more gold to dig up in this topic. Um, but for now, we're going to wrap up. So who would like to do the first prayer of 2021 on the YA podcast? It has to be Andrew. All right. Lead man. us, Andrew. The George guy. Come on. <laughs> oh, Lord, we need you more than ever. Uh, God, we just thank you for this time and God, thank you for the, the year that you gave us. Lord, I, I, I pray that our listeners could get to a place and even say um, have a level of gratitude for even some of the difficult seasons, God, because you used that to grow. And Lord, I pray that no one would look back on last year as a waste or a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. You just, you, yeah. So I, I just think that, that that's powerful, Lord, if we can look back and be grateful and and look back on last year as a win. If I can step back as from a 30,000-foot view and look at my whole life, all the good things that took place, uh, Lord, I just believe that we'll get to a place of gratitude. So, God, I just pray that you would just go with us this year as we plan, as we move forward, and we try to expand the kingdom of God. God, we love you. We trust you. That's all is your name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. And amen. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. On whatever platform you listen to, be sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you know um, of anybody that this podcast would help, would benefit in becoming the new them they want to be, give it a share. You know what? Share it with everybody you know. How about that? It's a new year. Share it with a thousand people or don't come back next week. No, I'm kidding. Um, No, we love you so much. For all things young adults, go to ROIA.org. Coming back soon, people. They've all stopped listening by this point. Love you guys. Yeah, bye.